I don't know. Like I, I was, it was an uncomfortable conversation. And I remember like Kenny even like touching my hand and he was like, Kelly, you don't have to talk about this. And I was like, I go, I know I don't have to, I want to talk about this because if they decide to use this, so many women will fucking relate. And welcome back to Perspective, and welcome to season three of the show. I cannot believe we're on season three. I know it's absolutely insane. And as we mentioned in our last episode, we're starting season three off with a bang, and we will get to that. But first, I just want to say, like, congrats to you and me um, <laughs> for getting to season three. I don't think we, I don't know what we had in mind when we started, but I don't know if, if three seasons is, is what we had in mind. I don't know. It's crazy. No, I don't think we had anything in mind. And that's kind of why yeah. this is so exciting. And like the beauty of doing this show is that we just really were like, let's do a podcast one day as we've talked about a million times in season one and season two. And now season three. And now season three. <laughs> but just as a reminder, and if you're new to the show and starting off at season three, yeah, we just one day were like, we have so many questions, so many things we want to know about, so many people we'd love to talk to and learn like re- real information from about industries, professions, things like that. And that really kicked us off because again, if you haven't heard like the sort of beginnings of perspective, we realized one day we didn't know enough information. <laughs> I always say we know nothing, which yeah. is not fair. I think, I don't know if that's completely you, fair. Well, you well, really overgeneralize. Yeah, <laughs> we know some things. <laughs> and we have especially learned a lot of things, you know, from our guests, as you said. And we're just so pro-girl. We just wanted to have like, something for us women, something where we can relate with each other, something where we can bounce ideas off of each other and grow together and learn. So yeah. I think we're we're doing it pretty well. <laughs> well, what it came down to is we realized that there's a lot of misconceptions and stigmas out there, again, about professions, industries, women, just topics, everything. And we thought, you know what, it's so easy to just follow someone else's opinion and make that your own. And I think it came to a point where when we were having the conversation before we even decided to start a podcast, we were just like, why do I even think like that about something? Like, why? Where did that come from? When I realized based on nothing. Exactly. Like, I actually don't know. I've just adopted a generalization or an opinion or like society's opinion of someone or something. And that's what spawned this. We were just like, no, we need to get the real truth and the real answers and to the root of things. And here we are at season three and going strong. And like you said, Jess, learned so much, mostly about ourselves, I think, more than anything, but just about a myriad of topics and people. (laughs) And it's been such a ride and so fun. And I'm glad we've made it to season three. Like, don't really plan on slowing down at this point I was just gonna say and we plan on keeping that momentum going into season three and however many seasons we we get at this which I hope is a a whole bunch um and today for our premiere is really no different our guest today is amazing I know we'll get into introducing her as well but I just wanted to mention it is another you know learning up for us that we haven't had a guest um you know of this type before 
so we I know we really learned a lot and squashed a lot of those stigmas and misconceptions, which we love doing on the show. So I love our episode today. Yeah, me too. I'm I'm so excited to announce who our guest is and uh, fill in our audience and because it is a good one. And, and there is some stigmas and misconceptions definitely that get broken down. And this guest gets really vulnerable. So candid. Yeah, and shares uh, some struggles and, and a journey with us. And we were really appreciative of that. Um, and just before we go down that road, I do think that we will do another episode recap um, for season three of season two because we've done that for all our other seasons where we kind of talk about our latest or our past guests and what we learned and like the big takeaways. So hopefully you guys are excited for that and interested in that because we love kind of reliving some of those episodes. Like I look through our library of episodes and I'm like oh yeah I know oh my god (laughs) and it's good for new listeners too so hop on listen to our review and recap episodes and then go back and get the full episode for yourself too certain things apply more to certain people so you know there's something for everyone in there I'm I'm assuming at this point oh my god there's literally something for everyone I mean from divorce to UFOs like literally we ran the <laughs> gamut in season and two. literally everything in between <laughs> so yeah like we said we just want to keep that going for season three if you can think about it we've probably spoken about it and if we haven't you need to tell, tell us, us so we yeah, can we need to <laughs> we we obviously need to if it's not in our library or we haven't touched on a topic that you would love to hear about let us know but I really want to get into the show today because like it's you know we're really really pumped for you to hear who our guest is and hear her story and hear and for her to share something pretty major so we are lucky enough to have been able to speak with the one and only Kelly Chase from the hugely popular Netflix show Love is Blind if you haven't seen it go see it there are some spoilers in this episode so just a heads up in case you ever did plan but Jess you addressed that in the episode too like by this point you can't even call things spoilers <laughs> it's a little it's silly been if you like haven't seen it. two and a half years yeah, yeah. Exactly. and I'm sure you have seen it because like literally everyone has so. like yeah what have you, you know who we're talking your about life? <laughs> it's been COVID if you haven't backtracked yeah. on every Netflix show then where what have you been doing because like literally I want to know because that's all I did during COVID. So same. <laughs> we are speaking with the lovely, lovely, lovely Kelly Chase. And uh, we wanted to talk to her because we wanted to, A, talk to someone who's actually experienced and done a reality show. More so one that involves like relationships and intimacy and and just sharing that journey with the world I mean like we said it was on Netflix and it's interesting yeah exactly it's it's like hugely interesting I think for us we felt like it was so you know like celebrity and just something that we're so not part of you know being like normal people so it was so cool to kind of get the the back end of how things really are on a reality show and you know what we loved I know I can speak for both of us is how relatable Kelly is and like it felt like we were just having girl chat, which is what we like about our show. We feel like we can really relate to our guests and 
being in the midst of a celebrity was just no different. So I think you guys will certainly love this episode. And I have to mention, in true perspective fashion, we got lucky enough to speak to Kelly twice. <laughs> Gosh, season three <laughs> oh, yeah. was no different from our typical <laughs> technology fails. So we did get to speak to Kelly two times. Um trying to get the one episode out uh and you know what let's hope that we can kind of put those recording and technological issues in the past I, it doesn't seem likely at this point but uh well considering our first episode started off with technical issues yeah, first episode of season three but yeah not looking good for us uh, maybe that's just it we get one and we move forward with none let's that's, yeah we're, let's we're manifesting hope. that so i just wanted to tell you guys that um you know don't mind some of the uh, the quality on this call, <laughs> but yeah. I'm sure you won't even notice because the call and the subject matter was just so great. So just wanted to pre-warn you. And of course, we had to have a little <laughs> laugh and bring us back down to earth. Like, you know, we have like a huge celebrity on our on our show, but doesn't mean that we're <laughs> free from any issues going on. So no. here we are just uh, keeping us humble. <laughs> exactly. No, we, we will never be free from those technical issues, I don't think. I but I mean, those aside, it did not uh, compromise the amazing conversation. And Twice. <laughs> twice. <laughs> we got times. really lucky. I'm yeah, sure you guys I mean, unfortunately, jealous, <laughs> exactly. You guys didn't hear all of it, but we really did make sure we captured everything yeah. that we talked about the first time. So this episode is great. And I just want to, you know, give Kelly a little bit of an intro. Um, again, if you haven't heard of Netflix or the show, <laughs> just Love stop right now. <laughs> Like go. If you haven't heard out. of those things, I'm impressed you're listening to our podcast. <laughs> yeah, how do you but... even find the device to listen to our <laughs> podcast? <laughs> Anyways, that's impressive. <laughs> um, but Kelly, yes, I mean we know her as Kelly from Love Is Blind, but she's so much more than that, and she is a business and mindset coach, and she's just from a small town, so she's a small town girl. And she's now on a mission to help women in business with their strategy, with mindset coaching, um, to help them be the entrepreneurs that she knows they can be, to overcome burnout and reconnect to themselves and master their self-worth. Um, a lot of these things Kelly had to kind of learn herself, especially after doing the show. And she gets into that uh, when she's talking to us. So. Um, like I said, Kelly gets really vulnerable and shares a lot of like intimate details. And the big thing here is that she talks about the relationship that she did have with Kenny and it isn't what people think. So that's and I'm not just saying that from like a gossipy standpoint or like, you know, the celebrity tea standpoint. We're, I'm saying that because it was really surprising and I think you'll find it surprising too. But the lesson that came out of it, we feel, will really benefit. Um, maybe some of you guys, like some of you may go through similar things in relationships. And Kelly has some great words of wisdom. And um, you can probably relate to her story and hopefully like overcome anything that maybe you are going through as well. So uh, we want to talk to Kelly about being a female on a reality show. We want to like Jess said, to talk about the behind the scenes of like what really goes on and uh, some of the aftermath too. And so we uh, we just, we had such a great girl talk. Absolutely love it. And we want to hear your thoughts. Um, yeah, so of course. Please, please remember to rate, review, and su subscribe to the show if you haven't already. Um, and 
yeah, I think it's time to get into it. What do you think? For sure. I cannot wait. All right. (laughs) Without further ado, please welcome Kelly to the show. Welcome, Kelly. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, ladies, for having me. I'm, I'm excited to share all the things. <laughs> Yay. Yes, we are, you know, beyond excited uh, to have a, you know, somebody like you in our midst, um, somebody who has have, had the experience you've had, but also as we will get into today, um, the, the work that you do is so amazing and I'm so excited to, to cover all that with you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, like I said, I'm excited to be here and just you know, be vulnerable and answer any questions that y'all may have, whether it's about my personal life or from love is blind, like whatever. So, (laughs) Well, with that being said, we definitely want you to tell our listeners who you are and uh, what love is blind is all about. Yeah. If they Um, don't know. Yeah. If you've been living under a rock for (laughs) like the past two and a half years, Kelly's going to fill you in. Uh, yes. Yeah. So um, I'm Kelly Chase. I am a okay, reality celebrity from Love is Blind. <laughs> yeah, you um, are. It, it took me a minute to like own that word. I don't know. It's like a thing because I, I just became like a celebrity overnight and it feels weird to even like say I'm a celebrity. Um, but people, yeah, no, it is what it is. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I was on Netflix hit reality show called Love is Blind. And um, I'm also a business and mindset coach in my regular personal profession. Um, but with that being said, love is blind. We, it it was a love experiment basically where we had to like do speed dating rounds behind a wall. So we could not see the person we got engaged sight unseen, um, then did the huge reveal and, uh, you know, basically coexist together for a few weeks, learning more about one another, um, being as vulnerable as we could be with one another about different topics. And, um, seeing if our feelings were continuing to grow or if they were not continuing to grow. And then uh, pretty much the last episode, we wind up at the altar. I do or I don't. <laughs> and I said, no, spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert two years later. Um, you, you said you didn't. So actually, okay, of course, um, there's a lot to unpack with what you just said. Starting with the fact that this was an experiment. So not only is this reality TV a whole, like, crazy new experience for you because but you were just a normal person before right uh, you're still <laughs> normal but yeah. now you're like a celebrity normal. now you're a celebrity <laughs> normal yeah so you are just a normal girl and then you're like let me just go on this experimental show trying to find love and I'm assuming that your you know your your true goal was to find love yes right yeah okay. yeah it was yeah I mean when they when they pitched the show to me I was like that sounds so interesting to like actually meet someone without ever seeing them. Like, yeah, we have the dating apps and, but you see their pictures still, you know, like obviously. And then you have to build that emotional connection or whatever, but like, we didn't see anything. Like we literally were just like basing our um, connection and our attraction on their, the way their voice sounded and like the words they were saying. So yeah, it was just so interesting. (laughs) Character based, their personality, everything. So Absolutely. how did they select you? Like, how did this even become a thing? How did you find out yeah. about why the didn't possibility they ask me to, be to be on the show? <laughs> <laughs> or me? Yeah. It's so interesting. Like, I don't, I don't know how they. I mean, I know they either sent like Facebook messages or Instagram messages out to like my castmates, but like how they even got like selected, I have no idea what that process looked like for casting. But for me, um. 
rewind eight years ago, um, I dated someone and he, we broke up. I mean, we ended our relationship and everything. Um, and I, I was single after that. And I was I've pretty much been single since that relationship. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah. So he, um, yeah, like two hours, two hours, two years after we ended our relationship, I get a text from him one day and he was like, Hey Cal, like I can't, um, some like casting team reached out to me for some love show, dating show, whatever. Um, I can't do it because of my job, but I gave him your information, just a heads up. And I was like, okay. Like, I don't know if I should be insulted. Like, yeah. I can't come in. <laughs> or, or like, thank you. I love you. Thank you. That was so nice of you. So I, um, they did wind up calling me. The casting team called me and this was actually for married at first sight. Um, so same casting. So I went, I actually, yeah. So I actually went through the whole process of married at first sight, like their like interviewing process. And then they like served me the contract and I completely ghosted them. Cause I was like, fuck no, <laughs> I'm not going to like first episode with that. You literally have to walk down an aisle, like to a person you've never met before. So like you're that. like, I'm not doing it till at least the last episode. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And honestly, like, I knew what the concept was, but I think once I saw it in writing, I was like, no. Um, so anyways, yeah, I mean, I ghosted them. I'm surprised that they even reached out. But yeah, fast forward a few years later, early 2018, same casting team reached out. Hey, Kelly, this is blah, blah, blah from, you know, the production company. They're like, are you still single? We have another concept to pitch you. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess they were just like, oh, their files and yeah, just rediscovered wow. me in the file cabinet. So that's so crazy. I wonder if you're still in the file cabinet. Who? <laughs> What's now? No. Right? no. <laughs> so this is okay. So yeah, like backing up again. If this is an experiment. You're on a reality TV show. You're expected to marry somebody. You know, I want to get into how it's portrayed a certain way on TV. We're watching it. You know, as viewers, we're seeing seeing it in a certain way. Was that how it was like? Like, can you give us some insight into the actual goings-ons, you know, where you guys <laughs> pitted against each other as you were supposed to? Was that just, like, dramatized for the show? Um, we want the deets. Yeah. Um, honestly, I would say that the drama was a little bit produced. Um, yeah. Just, yeah. I guess that's what I can say is that. Because, like, even when we were in the – like the guys and the girls were separated. I will say this when the guys and girls were separated, we were just doing the speed dating, like our pod life, quote unquote. I mean, the girls on it, like, honestly, we were more like women empowerment, like, cause we're all dating the same guys. And if there was, you know, it's like one girl would come out and be like, Oh, so-and-so just said this to me. And the other girl would be like, Oh, he said this, or, Oh, well, he said that to me too. It was more like a coming together of them. Like, Oh, like kind of like let's gang up on the dude versus like, them getting jealous with each other right so that was not that they were ganging up on him but you know what i mean like they were just like okay let's like be in our boundaries and like this is just trying like, to keep like, it real right like yeah, this is exactly. actually what's people, happening you know you're seeing those girls so obviously your loyalty would probably start with that than like the stranger behind right. the wall and um, all right yes exactly exactly so yeah i mean i would say um i mean like they even showed a scene about this. Um, I don't remember which episode it was, but Jessica, like she had just gone on a date with Matt Barnett, came out and was saying something to Amber about it. And I can't remember the words, but you'd have to go back in it. Um, but anyway, she was just saying something like, he's telling me this, blah, blah, blah. Like again, so they were like 
talking about what was going on to help support one another. Like, Hey, he's saying this to me. And then this is what he's telling you. Like, let's team up kind of thing. And so it, it was interesting watching myself watching the episodes back because you know, there were certain uh, scenes where I wasn't, I actually wasn't physically there. Like there was some party stuff going on and, and Kenny and I were like filming something else and we actually were not there. So I can't say exactly like, oh, was that real? Or could I say, oh no, a producer like made them go talk privately in a corner and then they made it look like mm. Jessica was trying to like get on, you know, be with Matt, Matt Barnett or whatever. You know, it's like, there's certain things like I actually physically wasn't there, so I can't speak to, but my own intuition, I'm sure that it was a little produced. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, that was a, a little thing. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. That, and of course it is. It's entertainment. It's yeah. for TV. It's, you know, like people want to watch the, the drama. People want to get that sort of like I'm team this or I'm team that um, whole attitude towards any of these kinds of reality shows. And that's part of why we really wanted to chat with you. Being a female on these shows, mm-hmm. you know, how do you do you think that because there's so many of them now like the bachelor the bachelorette but in a lot of them and i'm not a reality tv fan um this is like the one i actually did watch and i loved it but (laughs) as a female and i we loved you like i know i can speak for jess too we were like kelly just seems so normal and like such a cool girl but and 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 in fairness and unfairness I think that's because of the way it was produced a little bit. Like, we did kind of have our opinions on some of the other women on the show. Like, we'll just say it. Jessica, they made her look crazy. Like, and what Amber. And Amber. And Amber. But yeah, just so, just kind of to like build on that, what we wanted to chat with you about is, do you think that these kinds of shows are still like kind of putting women in more of a negative light, like continuing that catty behavior um, mm. while, while trying to pull that out of them like just said pitting them against each other like we're on all these shows it seems like women are always fighting for the man like they're fighting against each other to get this man and I just feel like that sets us back a little bit because you're saying that's not really what your experience was like and what you witnessed um so are, are these shows doing injustices to women in a lot of ways because yeah like you know, we did think Jessica might be a little bit, you know, batshit, bitchy, and crazy. <laughs> like, and unfortunately, because we don't know not. her. And yeah. I will yeah. say, like you, like you just said at the beginning, it was girl empowerment, girl power. It's interesting that, like, I would love to watch a show about like that, like not, you know, where right. we hate on men, but like, why didn't we run with that? Like, did you see right. or feel the the transition into the now caddy behavior? Right. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting because I actually, one of my clients, she's from Germany and we were talking about her perspective on the U S culture one day while we were doing our session. And she goes, she goes literally like (laughs) what I think of when I think of the, of America basically is, um, drama and solo cups. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) She was like, yeah, we don't have red solo cups, but like, that's literally like every, like on movies, on shows, like on TikTok, whatever, like y'all are partying with red solo cups. And Not so that's like, hilarious. Something we, want. we want that in Germany. And, but then yeah, but like all the shows, like when they're watching Netflix or, or reality shows or whatever, everything they have access to, it's all drama. And so she's like, it's just like it's so dramatic like everything is that like how real life is over there <laughs> I'm like god you know like what a representation like it's so sad but going back to love is blind and like just reality shows in general like 
yeah, I mean, I, yes, I get it. Like drama creates entertainment. It does. And so I get it. Like I know why, you know, TV, film, the entertainment industry does that because they're here to entertain and that drama feeds that entertainment. However, right. Like when we are like, we're so inspired, like when we're watching like a Ted talk or we're like there, or there is something going on and like people are empowering, you know, what the Kardashians, like I watch something, I don't watch the Kardashians, but I'm saying like, I watch like some little like skit with her and her mom, like Kim and her mom one day. And they were just like talking about like real life stuff. And like, I don't know, it was just so, it was a very inspiring, very empowering thing. And I'm like, that's what the world needs, not just drama bullshit. Like, so for me and the space that I'm in, like, I was even having this conversation the other day. I'm like, I don't think like I could be catty. I could be petty. I could be ruthless. I could be all those things. It's a human thing. I said, but I'm so spiritual and like, so connected with like source at this point. And I only continue to get that way. Like it's when you're more connected within, you really just love and appreciate things for how they are. And you see the good in people, not the bad and the hate. And when you start seeing the better in people, you act more positively. You, you hold yourself differently. So I just like, I don't think I could do a show where I was being dramatic. <laughs> like, I don't think it's in me or, right. or I would feel bad about it. Like as soon as something left my mouth, I'd be like, oh my God, let me go apologize to that person. They're like, nope, we already got it on film. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's in the show. Yeah. I can't yeah. take it back. Well, maybe that's why they didn't have you as one of those, you know, like, yeah. and I always think watch like watching back your your interviews and stuff. It's like, are you? How did you know like how to speak so well? And and I that's what people like the layman's out here like us watching the civilians. I don't know what you call us, but <laughs> us watching the viewers. <laughs> I just feel like it's such a different world. So it's like the people that just aren't in that world, right? So us, yes, yeah. the viewers. Um, we don't know if it's real. Like, did they tell you to say those things? So like, even you, you're speaking so well in your interviews and it, you're just speaking so well. Like it it kind of comes across scripted a little bit, maybe, Mm -hmm. which I don't know if is a good or a bad thing. Like, obviously you'd want to be articulate and a a good talker, but (laughs) yeah, it's like, we don't know if it's true or not. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I would say we weren't scripted. Like nothing was scripted. We may have been encouraged to talk about a particular topic, but nothing was scripted. Right. So yeah, it was pretty generic, like organic conversations that were being had. And I mean, there were certain things, I mean, like the whole scene with like Kenny and I, uh, when we were laying in bed together, um, you know, when the first episodes actually aired, we were talking about, um, we were actually talking about like being emotionally connected before actually having sex with each other. And they spun it to make it look like I was like tiptoeing around the fact, like I didn't want to have sex with him because I was not physically attracted to him. (laughs) Right. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah, and it was more about like, we really had this like super, super vulnerable conversation. Like I was, we were both talking about this, but like I was leading into this thing. Like I had not at that point. Yeah. At that point I had never had an orgasm before. And I was like 32 years old when we were filming this. Wow. Yeah. And so like, I was sharing this like with him, like I've never had that. I think it's because I've had like a, you know, I had like a sexual trauma in college and I've just been like disconnected. And so I, I don't want to, like, I have slept with a a lot of guys, but I have slept with a lot of guys. (laughs) I've slept with a lot of men and, and I would say like, but it was 
premature in the sense of like, I didn't have that emotional connection. I didn't feel safe with that person, that kind of thing. And, and you so open up and yeah. And I couldn't open up. I didn't really know how to communicate what I liked because like, obviously I didn't even like masturbate. So how could I communicate what I liked? So it was just like a lot. Right. And so anyways, like that year of us filming was like when I started my whole personal development journey. And so I was starting to communicate with myself and, and understand who I was. And I had told myself earlier that year, I was like, next guy I meet, like, I'm going to give it like three months before, like we could fool around, but I don't want to yeah. have sex with them until like three months. I want to like, make sure that I feel safe with this person. We're emotionally connected and all of that. And Kenny just happened to be that next person. That so you had to go TV. through that whole journey and like self-discovery and self-acceptance and like learning about yourself and your body. And, and I mean, I think a lot of us have gone through that journey or similar. Now you have to put that all out on TV. And, and that's what I mean, like how they're positioning women too, just like, cause that's sort of relevant is that instead of it being something that a lot of women could maybe have related to if they understood like what you were actually doing in those scenes and like yeah. being super right. vulnerable and yes. open about your yeah. um, concerns and then sharing your choice to like, I don't want to have sex like with you, not because I don't want to have sex with you because I'm not attracted to you because like I need to like get there. Right. And right. that would have spoken to so many yeah. women, especially this is a Netflix show. Millions of people are watching this and I could, yeah. I would assume that a lot of women would be like, oh my God, like seeing somebody share with the world such a vulnerable moment would probably really resonate with a lot of people. But instead, again, for TV and for entertainment, they spun it to make it look like you're like, oh, I'm not attracted to you, Kenny. And like, we can't do this. And then the question in the viewer's mind is like, is Kelly ever going to get there? Is she ever going to get attracted to Kenny? Is this going to end their relate? Like, so then, I mean, again, it's all for TV. So I get that. Um, But I just think that like, that's incredible that you are sharing that and that you came to that realization. And unfortunately though, you had to do it on TV. Well, somebody like, was it weird when they're in the room with you? But I will say, I- It's like porno. I I know. I always wonder that like on the reality, do you pretend that the camera guy isn't right there too? Or like, like how do you piss and stuff? But anyways. Yeah, yeah, in a sense. I mean, even like during that conversation, like I was, I think, and, and like I said, you, you can see it. It looked like I was like beating around the bush and like tiptoeing around words. It's because I was Awkward. literally saying so vulnerable and there's like four camera guys yeah. in there. Yeah. And so yeah. I was like, how do I say this with like, it's, I don't know. Like I, I was, it was an uncomfortable conversation. And I remember like Kenny even like touching my hand and he was like, Kelly, you don't have to talk about this. And I was like, I go, I know I don't have to, I want to talk about this because if they decide to use this, so many women will fucking relate. I want to know who it doesn't come down to something as simple as like there's a man at the top of the chopping block editing this or something because like you said Lauren like you said Kelly hearing that that conversation hearing those words like I've never had an orgasm I want to wait till it's special like whatever yes a lot of people would like that is good viewing material like so who's the one saying that oh it's not drama enough or so let's make her like a typical woman like no I'm holding out on sex and like you know like perpetuating that stupid narrative not that it was like we're kind of like diving deeper into this like you never like we already said you never came across in any sort of way like but I do wish they kind of like got into it a little bit more to help people with that 
as a lover of orgasms, I want to help any way possible. Like, if there's one person out there that can relate and then get themselves an orgasm, let's. Right. <laughs> let's let's do it. I know. Jess is the queen of, like, being comfortable in her own skin and her own body yeah. and, and, and loving orgasms her, and being vocal <laughs> yeah. about loving it and why not um so I mean there's so many things that we want to chat with you about but like I think Kenny is a big part of that because there was also well you didn't get married for one so we definitely need to discuss that because um I had read an article that you did, I think, for people. And you had mentioned that, like, the way the show portrayed the ending of your and Kenny's, um, well, I guess, engagement. Like on the altar? Yeah, at the altar, at yeah. the altar was um, not accurate and that it did come across that you rejected him. But in the article, you said otherwise. Yeah. Spill. Yeah. <laughs> Spill the tea, girl. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. So Kenny and I pretty early on, we had, I mean, we were very good with communication from the start. Uh, and I think that's why we actually wound up getting engaged because I felt vulnerable in the pods talking about things with him. Um, but anyways, very early on, we had the conversation like this isn't how we would want to get married. Like if it's us getting married, we don't want to do it this way. Um, so with that being said, we kind of like said, we're not going to get married at the end. We actually did tell production that <laughs> we were like on a date. I mean, we were like filming the scene and we said something like, I mean, we're not getting married. And they just, it was so funny because they like took the cameras and like moved them like outside of their head. And they just like looked at us like, what, the fuck? what do you mean? <laughs> well, what are you doing? We we're like, yeah, I mean, we're like, this just, it's not like we're, we want to be in this experience and you're right. Like you never know what can happen. I mean, we still had like weeks ahead of us. Um, and that's what they were saying. They were like, well, y'all still have weeks ahead of you. Your feelings could continue to grow and grow really strong and really deep. And so like, just keep us on, you know, keep us up to date kind of thing on your, on your feelings. And they would like every other day, I feel like they would check in to be like, okay, how are you feeling now? How are you feeling now? Um, but regardless, we had a conversation where we're not going to get married, but we're going to date afterwards because we obviously knew we liked each other. We had that, we had those feelings for one another and that attraction. And what, like the, after the wedding, after the wedding, we had like these private interviews the very next day. I went first and then him, they knew I was more vulnerable and open. So of course they've made all my interviews before his so that, that they could probably use something I said against or towards him, whatever. However, Kenny was not as open as I would. Like, I remember the pro producers would come up to me and be like, we, like, we need him to crack. He's not being vulnerable. We need him to, like, say what's really on his mind. And Kenny is that respectful of a person. So even if he probably was thinking anything, anything that they could have used against me or whatever, he wasn't going to say it. Right. Like, respect me, yeah. you know? So anyways, with that being said, we had this interview. I went in first. I came out. There's, like, 15 minutes in between. And so he came a little bit early. We sat in my car and like, I don't know, we were just like talking. And then the last like five minutes, he was like, Hey, um, so I kind of wanted to address this. I know that our families obviously all got along. He's like, and we had talked about, I don't know, like all of us doing Thanksgiving together. Cause it was like in two, a week and a half or two weeks from then. He's like, I think that, um, I think that we both just kind of like need to go our, own way right now like and get back to our our like normal routine of life like me get back to work you get back to work like 
and just get back into our own flow again. And he's like, I'm just not emotionally available right now. And I was like, I I didn't know what to say. It was like very like hit me very hard. And so I didn't, I don't think I said anything, but then he was like, he goes, you know, Cal, like the last like week and a half, two weeks of us filming, he's like, I just got over it. Like I I'm over it. I'm so over everything. I get frustrated with the producers. I'm on edge. Like, I just want to get back to my life. He's like, unfortunately, like you are a part of the show. And therefore like, I'm just, I'm just done. Wow. And then resulting with you too. Yeah. And so, yeah. And I mean, he said it very respectfully and nice, but it was still just like this shock. And I just, I really, like, I don't remember saying anything except for like okay (laughs) I mean what do you say in that moment though like you are fully invested in this what you thought was a legit relationship I mean five minutes ago so to speak you were at standing at an altar and now you're kind of being dumped like yeah I wouldn't know what to do I'd be like okay so you just did all of this for tv and none of it was real you'd start questioning I feel like everything everything that had just happened And which would be tough because you, like you said, he was so like not vulnerable, not like kind of participating the way they would have wanted him to. So it's like, what, what is the reason? Did you, were you acting? Yeah. Do you have closure? Like, tell us about that. Are you mad at him? No, no, I'm not mad. I'm not mad at him. I'm about to be. (laughs) I'm not mad at him. I mean, I would say that I do have a little bit of question, which, but I don't know, like we, I mean, again, like I said, like when that happened, there was like, it was like five minutes. He gave me like one of those hugs that, you know, you like turn your head away from the person. And I'm like, you the literally just slept out with me for the last six and a half weeks. Like what? Yeah. Like talk to each other every day. We even had you. Like there was wow. just a lot. So, I mean, there was only, I would say there was like one time leading up to the wedding, like that week before where I felt something in my gut be like, hmm, that that was like a red flag and I didn't address mm. it. So now I'm like such a huge proponent of like, okay, if I feel something, yeah. I'm going to like communicate. Or that. at least ask uh-huh. about it, right? At least communicate yeah. about that, verbalize it. Yeah. And I mean, this was kind of a big deal, but like I said, we had said, I love like when we'd hang up off the phone and that kind of thing, like, Oh, I love you. Okay. Goodbye. Goodbye. Whatever. Um, and not necessarily like I'm in love with you, but we were yeah. on the love you. You had love anyway. for each other. So yeah, we had love for each other. Yeah. And it was like, we, we moved because we had lived in an apartment together. We were moving out of the apartment because it was like our wedding weeks and stuff. And so we we're like going our separate ways, um, moving out of the apartment. And anyway, so I'm like giving him a hug goodbye. And he was like, okay, bye. I'll like talk to you later. And it was the first time he did not say, I love you. Like, mm-hmm. okay. Like love you. Bye. And I just like felt like that was different. That was weird. Yeah, we always okay. know something. We can always tell. Yeah. yeah. Your sixth sense is always yeah. on. Yeah. So, but, but again, it was just like, there was just a lot going on that day and everything. So I was just like, okay, I'm just excuse it versus communicate it. Anyways, like I said, then all that happened. And I was like, when he gets out of the car um, after, you know, when he was like rejecting me, dumping me, he like is getting out of the car and I'm still like looking at him like I'm in total shock. And he's like, I mean, we'll talk. And I was like, oh, Okay. And then closed the door, whatever. And that was the last time I saw him for a couple months or whatever. And I was just like, oh my God, you know, and I call my parents, like I'm driving home, whatever. I call my parents. And I was like, I think Kenny just kind of like ended things with me. And my parents were like, what do you mean? Like, you mean your <laughs> fiance? 
<laughs> yeah, because yeah, we've like, all met, right? Like the families yeah. have all met, and yeah. Kenny definitely yeah. came across like a very decent guy. Of of he the is. guys on the show, he came across I felt pretty authentic and and decent, like you, and that's maybe why you guys you know kind of connected the way you did. But this yeah. is very shocking, like it. But at the same this time, this seems I, like I'll, fuckboy behavior, to be honest. Like, <laughs> well, sorry, Kenny, right? but it does. <laughs> I know, I know. Like, I mean, and this is, like you said, you read this article and you had discovered this story there. And as I was telling people, the editor, whatever, reporter, whatever they're called, <laughs> the person that I was talking to, um, telling her the story, you know, Kenny was sitting right next to me. Like we were having this conversation, like, cause she asked him, she was like, so like after the show, like, like, where did your life go? And so he started in and was like, oh, you know, I just got back to work and blah, blah, blah. And now I'm like engaged to this girl and blah, blah, blah. So then she turns to me and she asked me like the exact same question. And I look at him and I just started crying. And I was like, cause it had been like a year and, oh yeah, I guess like a year and a half, I guess since, not since I talked to him, I had talked to him since then. I don't necessarily think that I did get the closure that I wanted in between that time. However, once we were doing this article bit and I expressed all of this to him, I was like, I'm sorry, I got to tell like my side of the story. Yeah, like, you kind of skipped over a major chunk of like yeah. the end of the show to now. Yeah. yeah. So I did. And, and I let them know I was, I go, you know, I was like, you know, a few weeks after we broke up, I was like, you know, I'm still like feeling so devastated, so hurt. You know, I had talked to this man for almost seven weeks every single day saw him and then like rug pulled out from underneath me. I was like, you know, I can't say that I was in love with him, but I was loving the man I was getting to know. And I wanted to convey that to him and like, see, okay, it's been like a month now. Like, let's, maybe we should try dating again or something. And I was like, you know, I wrote him like fucking eight page letter front and back. And I felt like, you know, Ross and Rachel on friends. Front and and back. (laughs) Front and back. But I did. And, you know, it was just like, I guess it was like a love letter in a sense, but just like, Hey, like, can we start fresh, start new, that kind of thing? No text, no reply, nothing, nothing, nothing from him. So I'm like, did he even ever get it? Don't know. Um, a couple of weeks later, I actually was like, okay, you know, I gotta let this go and whatnot. I started working with a business and mindset coach myself. Um, and she was like a therapist for me. And I realized like probably just two weeks in two, three weeks in working with her, I was like, you know what? I'm not, I wasn't in love with him. And that's what I kept saying on the show. Like my head and my heart weren't connecting, you know? And so there was that, um, was I loving the man I was getting to know? Absolutely. Like he was a great person. I think he's super self-aware. So Kenny knew what he needed to do in that time was to get back to his lifestyle and figure things out from there. And if we realigned, then that's what the world was like. We were just supposed to get that way. But of course that meant, you know, he had to hurt me in order to do that. And so understandably, but also we could have communicated a little bit better about the situation, you know, Uh, he ghosted you. you Yeah. So, so, I mean, I did give him that, those, those props and everything. I was like, you know, he's super self-aware. I've done a lot of work on myself. Now I'm aware, I'm aware. And that's how I know that he's super aware and that he just had to do what he had to do to like move forward in life. And, you know, I think the biggest thing for me was like, it wasn't like, I wasn't in pain. I wasn't hurting because I lost the love of my life. I was in pain and hurting because I got rejected and like feeling rejected is like such a, it's a deep wound. Like that is just, it's, it's earth shattering, you know? So I was like, you know, I just realized it was, 
I wasn't in love with him and just to move on and stuff. I did see him um, later that February. So there had been like four months, I guess, that had gone by. And I was disappointed because he was like very surface level, like, hey, how are you? Like not trying to have like a conversation with me. And so I did send him a text afterwards, kind of passive aggressive, like, what the heck? <laughs> like, you haven't seen me in a few months. Like, and all you have to say is like, hello, how are you? Yeah. And then moving on today, like, I just felt like really slighted about it. He responded like a day later. It was just like, hey, I don't appreciate passive aggressiveness. Like, you know, I totally like, we're on different paths now. Like, and I'm like, yeah, I get it. Like, I know, but also like, treat me like, someone like more than an acquaintance yeah like literally we made out we swapped a lot like we, well, we you lived friends. your lives in the public eye very vulnerably for what a couple months like I know that doesn't seem like a long time in the grand scheme of things but that like I you know I try and put myself in someone like it that's on a reality show shoes in that kind of environment where it's about intimacy and relationship and finding love and maybe be get, becoming married like that's something for the rest of your life or at least it's supposed to be right so that's a big deal like I would be very slighted also if someone treated me like it was just like a passerby on the street because yeah. I just shared this moment with you plus the world like right. that's a big deal and then for him to ghost you and kind of not give you any closure like that that I think no normal person would not feel Away. a little screwed up by that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Lauren, I mean, you're saying like it rationally, like you, you would feel slighted. Like I would feel like I'm going to kill him. Yeah. But the truth <laughs> is. Go crazy. Yeah. Just, this guy. Yeah. Fuck him. No, I, I, I appreciate that you're like, you know, it feels like you're so like evolved to say like he was on his different path. He was self-aware and that's true. Um, and good for him for like doing that for himself. It's just obviously like girl power. So bad Kenny, but (laughs) that's not what we're trying to get from this show, even though that's what we're taking, but that's not what we're trying to get out of it. Talking. No, for sure. For sure. And like after the, you know, after the little like interview thing and my emotional breakdown in front of the, you know, the girl and, and Kenny and me explaining that story. And again, like I said, I gave him props. I like circled back around. I was like, he was just self-aware and yeah. blah, blah, blah. You know, I was like, forgiveness, it's all good yeah, and stuff. that's the main thing. Uh, you know? Yeah, Ooh. like, and we walked out. Yeah, and we walked out of the room and he, like, we sat down on a couch waiting on other people and stuff. And he was just like, you know, he, he did, he apologized. He was like, I'm sorry. You know, I'm sorry that that happened, how I showed up, whatever. And yeah. I was like, yeah, I appreciate that. Like, I do appreciate your apology. I was like, it is obviously water under the bridge now, but yeah. But I mean, I just, I was so emotional. Like y'all watching the reunion, not the after the altar, but like that reunion, that yeah. like 10th episode. Um, like I was very emotional and it was, I was, I didn't think I was going to cry like that, but I could not like even get it together. But it was because like, I hadn't seen Kenny in a year and a half and I was just like, or a year, I guess. And I don't think I did have that closure. I don't really think that I totally had the closure from him. And so seeing him at like seeing him, but then just the vulnerability of all the emotions that popped up for me, just watching all the episodes, like myself, like I would wake up at three o'clock in the morning when it actually like launched Pacific time and just like dive into the episodes. Cause I was working full time too. So I was like, okay, I'm going to watch the episodes before I go to work. So I know what people are like messaging me right. about. And I'm like, one, I wish that I had someone to watch it with, but two, I'm glad I didn't because I was like crying at four. Going through your emotions. 
going like reliving yeah. these experiences and like what I was feeling and then watching myself with like how much I've evolved and like how much more confident of a person I am and like wow probably would have done that differently <laughs> like whatever you know like but yeah For I was sure. just so emotional but it's like we show up and I see him and I see everybody and I just like I remember like walking on set and Jessica was in the room and Jessica and I had known each other for a while and I saw her and I just like started crying and she was like are you okay and I was like yeah I just saw Kenny and it just like you know, it's just weird. Brought so, uh, to the and surface. that's I'm glad that we're talking about this because, like, you know, just to wrap this this up. But women are always like portrayed as hysterical. Women are portrayed as like emotional, and we can't get it together. The truth is, when we're wrong, it fucking hurts. Bottom line. Yeah. So, you know, even just you expressing that, uh, and and this isn't about Kenny. This isn't about any man. This is about you were hurt and we're allowed to say that without being labeled as any sort of fucking hysterical woman, which I resent a lot because we've had emotions. It hurts. So well, everybody has emotions. It's just that, like you said, Jess, women get labeled with negative uh, terms because they express them. Whereas men have those emotions, but I think they're trained by society to keep them private where, so they're probably in their rooms crying into their pillows too. We just don't know about it and they don't talk about it. Yeah, they're trained by society. But we're just normalizing, you know, us going through the motions because that's what it ultimately comes down to healing is, is going through it and then letting it go and stuff. So speaking of some of the other girls like Jessica and Giannina, they were portrayed terribly and and rewatching it. I kind of forgot that experience like fuck Damien I don't know if you're friends with him but he's a dick you know I'm sorry I I think you're friends with Giannina and probably not Damien but you know they were kind of embarrassed she was embarrassed on on screen too and how they like filmed her falling running away it's like that's terrible and I feel for these girls and then of course Damien bringing Francesca to the after party what kind of idiot was was put up to that like (laughs) We're watching this yeah. like did yeah okay, well then maybe I'm being hard on him. Well, the after the altar was like the most awkward thing I've ever watched. Like it seen it was it <laughs> was party. a different like whole caliber <laughs> than the actual Love Is Blind show. Like it was just yeah, yeah, yeah. they just did everyone dirty for the most part. Um, especially Jessica, poor thing. With the cringing um, face. Which they did through the whole sh- yeah. Like they just so I don't know if that was all planned and that was like really really produced but it was like really unfortunate because the show itself was fun it was entertaining for sure um you know everyone fell in love or decided who they hated on uh, like during the show but like that just really took it to the next level and it was just a weird weird (laughs) recap it was weird like that's the best way to explain it you weren't heavily in it so you stuck out of that drama for the better but yeah, yeah, like just that whole thing. It was like they were trying to bring they were they were grasping. Yeah. That's what it felt like. The producers were grasping at something that just wasn't there. Um yeah. so I mean they could have just not done that, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Is everyone in like agreement with that? Like everyone participating, like Jessica and Giannina and even Damien? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean I think like uh yeah, I mean I'm probably not supposed to say this, but yeah, the whole Francesca thing was totally scripted. I mean, as far as like Ugh. her coming on. I mean Damien like Damien agreed to it after he talked to Giannina about it. So, so Giannina she was aware. Stayed. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, well that's weird we too. won't we won't make you <laughs> talk too much on yeah. that because there's probably a whole bunch of like NDAs and disclaimers. <laughs> but I just wanna go back okay. <laughs> we'll pull this episode if they come for you kelly yeah i mean it, it's so interesting because like 
again, I, I'm not necessarily like in the scenes. I haven't had two intimate conversations with some people about things. Like I did walk up to like, obviously they didn't show it, but I walked up to Damien, like right when Francesca got there. And I was like, I was like, dude, I was like, did you really like invite her? Like what's going on? What is, what, what's happening kind of thing. And he was like, Kelly, I would never fucking disrespect you and you know, like that. He's like, they're like made me do it. Oh, I have goosebumps. Oh, good. Cause good. I've been hating on him. Like that girl is a 10 out of 10. What are you doing? He's yeah. a good guy. I mean, I will say this though. Like I was, I was honestly like watching something um, like an Instagram live of Janina and someone the other day. And she was being asked these questions too. And she was sharing something. And I was like, Oh, like, Okay. Like, I just kind of, like, had, like, a little, like, different taste or perspective from Janina, like, about her situation with Damien. And, again, I love Damien. I think he's great. But, I don't know. She, like, kind of said something, like, that maybe they were, Francesca and Damien, they, they are friends. They work with the same manager. But maybe there was a little bit more flirti- flirting going on between the two of them. So I don't think that anything actually ever happened, but she wasn't too fond of the flirting. Let's put it that we way. We can so, that's fair. <laughs> so, so, you know, I think that there was some, um, there was definitely some realness to all of that of Janina getting like frustrated and just speaking her mind at the party and everything because of that, like, but, but she didn't know that she was going to be there. Well, that's fair. And I think she did handle it pretty well. I mean, again, I think I would be losing my fucking mind. Um, And I'm glad that we cleared that up with Damien because I was really hating on him from Canada up here. Like, what is wrong with you? But so he's off the chopping block. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's a cool guy. He's really, he is. He's really respectful. um, Yeah. At least for the most part. I mean, he's, I mean, that just shows you, though, like, the power of TV and, like, yeah. what it does and, and what it does to people. And, like, just a couple of things. Like, I I love that you came to the realization. And I because I, I want to bring this up because I think a lot of people maybe haven't or maybe they have and they can relate. But that you said that you weren't actually, like, hurt by Kenny um, because you were so in love with him and you had your heart broken. But it was the rejection. And I really wonder how many people don't realize that maybe that's what the pain that they're going through yeah. after a, a breakup is the rejection not so much the like yeah I wasn't in love because I think when you are you know you it takes time it takes maturity it takes going through these experiences to get there but if you can actually like step back and evaluate a relationship that you were in and now is over and because and you felt like so devastated by usually there are red flags, right? Being like, oh yeah, well, if I think about that, that probably wasn't really great for us and that wasn't working out. So when you think about it, you probably, we probably weren't really like in love with the people that we thought we were and it came to an end and that's scary in itself. Sometimes, especially if you've been together for a really long time because you now have to re-establish kind of who you are outside of the relationship for a lot of people. And then just the rejection, like, that kind of doesn't give get enough credit. Like rejection is so painful in any way, like in not just ways. relationships. Yeah, yeah like yeah. jobs. So yeah. I love that yeah. you kind of came to that conclusion and brought that out because I think that's an important thing for people to know. And also that you kind of had to move on without closure and you're yeah. okay and you've you've blossomed and you've grown and you obviously You're are doing better amazing. than okay. You're thriving. Yeah, you're killing it. Yeah. yeah. So that's a good takeaway for our listeners too is that like you might not always get the closure you want or think you need, but like just use Kelly as an example because she's just killing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I mean, that's something like I, I mean, I share on my openly on my Instagram and with my clients and everything too, is like really step back from, you know, a breakup or even if you are in a relationship, but you're going through some challenges or whatever, like really step back and audit things like, and write out like what the lessons that you're learning in or that you learned from that relationship. And it really brings a new sense of awareness to like, oh, like he did this or, you know, they did this and I felt this way. And I don't want to feel that way ever again. So what do I need to do in order to not feel that way again? You know, and whether that's like in the moment or setting boundaries in place for your new, for your next relationship. And so you won't allow yourself to get to that position because you're going to have the boundaries in place that won't allow for that, uh, that low accountability behavior. Just overall growth, growing and learning and evolving. And I guess that kind of can bring us into where you got that like wherewithal because now you're a mindset coach so we want to get into all of that yeah yeah so like i said after working with my business and mindset coach i started to transition into the same work and just really understanding and studying the mind um i'm currently actually going through a bob proctor program oh we we've had a mindset coach on our show that went through that program Ah. too mckinney smith uh is her name and um yeah, I mean, she's fantastic too. And we learned so much from her. So that's awesome that you're doing that. Thank you. But yeah, I've just been studying more of the subconscious and just mindset and like more of like how to show up in feminine energy um, and not the masculine as much, that kind of thing. It's just been something I've been like learning now since the beginning of 2019. So for two and a half years and just the, like you were talking about, like forgiveness, like I feel like forgiveness and gratitude, like the key elements to like living a more peaceful and happy life. So with anything like bad, challenging struggle, I, I am now in this place where I'm like, it's half is totally just happening for a reason. And I flip gratitude and like, what am I trying to like, what, I, what do I need to learn from this yeah. versus like, why is this happening? This sucks. My life is over. It's literally going straight to gratitude and trying to understand what the lesson is that you're, that the universe God source is trying to show you and like teach you in this moment. It's okay because it's just different and better for you. And it right now you may not be in that. You may not understand it, but like you'll get through it and you'll work through it and everything will be okay. Um, so, but like I do affirmations, I write out affirmations like 25 to 50 times a day, like every morning. Wow. I'm like listening because the thing about our subconscious mind is that, so we have a conscious mind, which is our thinking mind, like we're conscious of it. And then our subconscious mind and then we have our body and every result that you see right now in your external is a manifestation of your like your current belief system and of your past belief system. Okay. Okay. So some of our like limiting beliefs and stories are on autopilot in our subconscious. Like, we don't even know that we're thinking half the thoughts. There's like 5,000 thoughts that we think a day or something like that. It's astronomical. So we are only conscious of certain thoughts. Well, the way to start to change any of our limiting beliefs, our doubts, our worries, our fears, our insecurities. And again, the, half of those are probably on a subconscious autopilot within ourselves is to start impressing new ideas on the subconscious mind. So how we do that affirmation is repetition. So you have to think about like when you were a baby, a toddler, and you're learning the alphabet or your numbers or how to say mom and dad or dog or whatever, ball. Your parents were constantly through repetition teaching you how to say these things. Let's go through the alphabet, numbers. Let's go through our colors. Mom, 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 mom. It was constant repetition. There's only two ways we learn things, and it's through constant repetition or like a sudden event. So you get in a car accident, knock wood, something happening and you're like afraid to drive 
because your subconscious is like driving is scary. We're not going to do that. Yeah. It naturally protects you from certain actions, behaviors, or experiences. Right. Exactly. So it goes our ego and stuff like protecting us and that kind of thing. But, but yeah, so if we can start to treat ourselves like a child and go through active like repetition, we will start to weaken the negative, insecure, fearful, lack mindset thoughts and the more positive, abundant, um, you know, healthier thoughts are going to be stronger. And therefore, as you do that, your body, like you actually do start to behave in a more confident more empowered in a in the way that you actually want to be showing up to create the results that you're wanting. Right, you're creating those neural pathways of healthier ways of life. Um, I mean, this is such a you know working on the mind. It's still so taboo. Like mental health, it's still you know there's a lot of stigmas around it. Um, so I I appreciate that there are professionals like you out there like putting your your good work into the universe. Is it, this seems like the hardest thing in the world. <laughs> it seems like so hard to just change, especially your subconscious, like limiting beliefs. Yeah. <laughs> like how are you doing this? Like, how do you expect change? How long do you expect change? Is this something that we could like actually make happen? So, yeah. So <laughs> yes and no. <laughs> I say no in the sense, like you can't make it happen necessarily like in a second. Um, But again, it's through constant repetition. So like, I mean, for the last three years, ever since I dove into my first, um, like brought awareness to my money beliefs and money stories. Like what is success? What is being rich? Like what is feeling, you know, like having money, donating money, spending money, investing money, like going through my money stories and my money limiting beliefs, just having the awareness, like I have been able to transform my mindset from lack to an abundance or growth mindset with just that. And, you know, as you have the awareness, you're more aware of when other people are speaking in more of a lack mindset or a fixed mindset. And so like, for example, we heard our whole lives, you know, we can't afford that. It's too expensive, right? Well, our parents, that's how they were programmed. So it's about loving and accepting everyone else for where they are on your journey of improving yourself. And just through inspired action, you can, you know, share the info that you're knowing, but not trying to control or force them to change their ways for one. Um, but with the money mindset stuff, like when my mom says like, oh, we can't afford that. I'm like, like a part of me like irks because I'm like, that's your, not even, that's like grandma. That's grandma coming through it's you like right grandma's now. grandma's <laughs> mom. <laughs> You're like, yes, we can. <laughs> like when I was starting to learn this information, I told my parents and I was like, so I just want to let you know that when you say things like this, technically what happens inside of a child's mind is the child, although you're not telling them they're unworthy the child interprets it as, oh, I don't deserve that. I'm not worthy of having this. So instead of saying like, oh, it's too expensive. We can't buy that toy. Say, you know what? Maybe we're going to come up with like a way that we can, um, that we can buy this, but right now it's not the right time or it's just not in our financial budget right now, right now. But instead of being like, can't afford it, it's too expensive. It's just like deny, deny, reject, reject, reject. So the child just thinks, oh, I'm not worthy of having Wow. It's so crazy. We're so unaware of that. That's how so we're feeling unaware. like that. We interpret that in our minds as a rejection instead of just like, well, it's just because I think as a parent and being one, when I've, I have said that, like, oh no, that's too expensive. It's, I don't mean it as a rejection at all. I just, it's just the literal fact. Like it, we're not buying that right now. 
that's what I mean, but I'm obviously not saying it the right way. So now that you say these things, I have to like go back and be like, oh my God, I'm destroying my children <laughs> by telling them that they're like rejected. Um, but they're, they're not. So it's just yeah, changing your exactly. language. So it's just bringing awareness of how you can say it differently, but it means the same thing technically. It's just saying it differently, saying it with more of like, like I said, an abundant mindset. So you're saying yeah, like, right. we just can't do it right now versus off the table completely kind of thing. Right. That's what I mean about is this like, how do you even do this? Because it just feels like there's probably everything we say is limited. Literally. I- and and that's a lot of work. Like that feels really overwhelming. Yeah. Um, so so it's nice to hear you say like, yes, it's of course it's possible by doing affirmations and things like that that are manageable. But I also like, I, I'm probably for the things that I am aware of that I do wrong. I'm unaware of like 20 things that I'm doing wrong you know what I mean so it's it's like and you know just to like correct the language there like it's nothing you're doing wrong you're just unaware of it so I knew you would say this (laughs) you're not on anything wrong like when people you know they're like like a breakup or a relationship or divorce or something it's like we immediately go to what did I do wrong like how could I have fixed this like what could I have done and it's like you only knew what you knew how to do that's it you didn't have the have the tools and like even if you have the tools and the awareness if you didn't follow suit it's only because you just hadn't learned the lesson yet and you're gonna be you tried and tried and tried until you learn the lesson and once you learn the lesson and you start actually taking a different course of action you won't experience it anymore right that seems like so gentle and kind for yourself you know what I mean which I'm I'm sure is a huge element of it as well being nice to ourselves I mean you have to think like any time that you say I am. That's an affirmation. It's a confirmation. So. Okay. I'm going to try to start things for myself with I am a lot more because that does seem like realistic for me because obviously we're, for some reason, we're so naturally trained to go to that more like negative response first. Like I can't afford it. And oh, like even you saying, I knew you were going to tell me, Kelly, that I was wrong in saying (laughs) that. Like you're not wrong, but you're just like, we're just programmed to be like, we're always like in this like self-blame mode it feels like we're just like I'm wrong I'm wrong I did this I did that and it's like I I I know that I'm not wrong like I really do know that and you would never say that to your friends yeah like you you would never be like you're wrong you're an idiot yeah but we say it so so naturally (laughs) to ourselves yeah Yeah, it's it's very it's it's very strange no like how the hell did we all get together and think let's do this let's all be fucking assholes to ourselves (laughs) (laughs) it's crazy so true. Well, you know, it's that's what creates such hype is like the drama and the negative talk. You know, it, whether it's about each yeah. other or about, you know, but that's what we're so used to it. It is a norm. So, like the work I do, like yeah. breaks the norm. Like I yeah. want people to just be aware of themselves so that they, like I said, it, it helps them live a more peaceful, happier life. You would think I'm like off my rocker sometimes. Like I'll be like standing outside, like looking at like, like the leaves on a tree, and I'm like fascinated for like ten minutes. You're being mindful. I'm like, oh my God, like it's so cool. It's just like fluttering in the wind. And I'm like, what a weird. (laughs) (laughs) Either she's like the most mindful person in the world or she's stoned off her ass. Unclear. Yeah. And now, now when I'm, when I see people on the street that are like looking like so intently at something, I'm going to be like, no, they're just mindful. They're not, there's nothing wrong with them. They're very aware. But I think that's like the more you speak about it, it just makes so much more sense. Like not only should you guys have been given a therapist on the show, but a mindset Mm -hmm. coach as well, maybe because you were 
I can appreciate like being in such a crazy mindset. And I just, I really want to say though, I love that you kind of spoke about the fact that you didn't get closure with Kenny because I hope that some of our listeners like are like, oh, so sometimes you won't get closure and it's okay and you can still move forward and life will go on and, and maybe get yourself a mindset coach or a therapist or whatever you need to do. You should. You should. Otherwise, you're going to spend a long time. Sorry to interrupt, but like that is something that has been the hardest part of my life is letting go of um, situations without closure. And sometimes, like I had a girlfriend, this wasn't even a romantic situation. It was like 10 years before I could be okay with what happened. That's fucked up. Like, a mindset coach would have shipped me into shape a lot sooner. <laughs> well, I guess, like, your brain needs an answer, right? Like, we need to, like, know whether it was our fault or not our fault. And when you... Or what happened. Yeah, yeah. like, you just... How are you so off? Like, how are you so not there? Yeah, we need to have something to, like, pin in it, right? Like, that's how I sort of interpret it. It's like, I need to hang my hat on this, like, this answer. This this is why this went down yeah. this way. Um, yeah. so, I mean, I love that you're now focusing your efforts and have transitioned your business into doing just that for women yeah. specifically, because yes. of all the people we've talked to and everything that like all the shows that we've done in some way, there's always this element that we come back to is that women are just like, we're just wandering around the world, carrying like blame for ourselves and like shame, shame and not in the right mindset and not affirming ourselves and it's it's so good that like especially you having a platform now too like like I said talking about the fact that you didn't have closure and you had to like work through that on your own and now you're fantastic and you're doing great and like yeah life is is going the way it needs to go and so it's like it all happened for a reason like you said earlier so I mean I'm just I love that you were able to come out on top from that experience yeah thank you thank you yeah and you know, just kind of like speaking to the, like, we want to like pinpoint something and like know exactly like what was happening. Um, yeah, we may not always have that answer, but you know, that's like a part of the, like this conscious subconscious. It's like, we, we create stories. We make assumptions. I'll give you all a um, book recommendation, the four agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. Um, this totally helped me with this department. Um, one of the four agreements is like, don't make assumptions um so get through life and not make assumptions our life is a lot more peaceful but we have a tendency to create stories in our head about the situation um because we don't know the answer so then we create these stories but because we don't know the answer now we have these like two conflicting or, or multiple conflicting stories going on so it creates anxiety and we're accepting our conscious our, our right. conscious mind has the ability to accept or reject a thought but our subconscious mind can only accept the thoughts. So once you accept these multitude of thoughts, perhaps all these assumptions, it's going straight into the subconscious and the subconscious is creating fear. It's creating lack, it's creating anxiety, which then creates a disease in the body, essentially possibly creating disease in the body. Wow. 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 That's a lot. Yes. So if we can stop the assumptions and allow ourselves to like free our mind and just reject any of those assumptions, any of those assuming thoughts, and just be at peace with the unknown, and just like tap, okay, okay, like one thing that I always suggest to people is like when we don't know something, or when we're feeling chaotic, or just like flustered in our mind, like do a self audit and be like, what can I do right now that's going to bring me some joy, peace, happiness, 
yes, and maybe that's creating art. Maybe it's going for a walk. Maybe that's working out. Maybe that's dancing in your living room in your undies, like whatever it is, like you do something that's going to like void that feeling because you want to just shift to a higher vibration. Cause that's what it is. You're like sinking into this low vibration. Right. You're attracting more of that into your life. But if you have the awareness to be like, I don't like the way this feels, I don't want to create a story because that's like, I just don't know. Like it would be, yes, it would be better for me to like be able to communicate with that person. But sometimes we don't have that ability to communicate with that person. And so we have to free ourselves. And the only way to do that is to like, keep raising our vibration and start just to like, yeah. what else do we need right now? What else? Wow. I love that. Yeah. I think that's amazing to help because I think it happens more often than not that we don't get closure and then it creates a whole like, you know, yeah plethora of more issues and yeah. you're just digging I the know, hole we just keep deeper and deeper more and more yourself. fucked up yeah, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um you know this has been so amazing may I ask uh, as we close out what is one co- like affirmation or one thing that we can just say to we- ourselves right now today to start being more positive for ourselves yeah um I would say like let go of what's not serving you and just say that 25 times yeah. a day like, well, <laughs> well that I mean just having the awareness like Again, kind of going back to an audit of like, okay, what is not serving me? What relationship, what diet isn't serving me? What workout isn't serving me? Like some people like do workouts because they think that this is what is going to help them lose the weight or like build an ass or whatever. And then every time they show up for the workout, they're just like so miserable and frustrated. And they're like, gosh, darn it. Like they would rather be doing something else to move their body. Like don't have to be like doing 9,000 sprints on a treadmill. It's like, <laughs> or like your thoughts, your limiting beliefs. Like, okay, this belief, this story that I keep telling myself, it doesn't feel good. Why am I even thinking that? Where is it even coming from? Oh, it's something my mom told me when I was five years old or, or 15, like 35. Like, I don't like it. It doesn't sit well with me. So like, just reject it and like move on, create space for new. So that's like one thing. As far as like affirmations, we want to get into the feeling of it as if it's already happening because our subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between the past, present, and future either. So that's why visualization is so important um, and so helpful if you can do it and like really get into the feeling of it because again, it's raising your vibration and all of that. But if you can do this, like, yeah, writing it out or listening to it, you can like, there's an app on iPhones, audio loop. If you can like record, you can record yourself and then like listen to yourself. But it's like you like I'm so happy and grateful now that and then you like put in a goal like let's say it's I I always do money affirmations because yes money can't buy happiness but money can buy experiences and a lot of it sure can we are not of that belief we believe it buys happiness in some form (laughs) yeah (laughs) and we we want more money too (laughs) yeah and basically like you know like 20k a month or something like that so I'm so happy and grateful now that I'm earning 20k each month and that's great. Effortlessly <laughs> through multiple sources on a continuous basis. Like I'll like write something. So you're saying something futuristic though. Futuristic. Yeah. Saying okay. And then I'm like, as I'm writing it, I'm feeling it as if it's already happening. Like, oh, I'm already embodying this girl who is making 20K months. Or I see the like Stripe notifications or the PayPal notifications coming in. It's like you're actually visualizing the things happening as if it literally is already happening. Oh, I love this. It increases your vibration, attracting more of that. And whether it comes into money or like someone comes into your life, like you have to be open to the manifestation. Like, all the possible opportunities not just like 
oh, I've been like saying this 20K affirmation for like three months and nothing happened. It's like, if you audit your life, something probably did happen. Something good has come into your life. It may be a person, it may be another type of opportunity. Maybe you got a promotion at work, like, or maybe your life was saved that day because the rain started and you decided to wait five more minutes before driving. Like, wow. Wow. So, so do the audits and, and say things in the future tense. Okay. That's amazing. I know I took a lot from that. Uh, I'm sure our listeners did too. Uh, Laura, I think you have one more question. Yeah. So we, I mean, again, thank you also for that. Cause I'm, I'm going to really, really, truly try and do all those things. I, I, I see the benefit. Obviously this works so that yeah. so many people are starting to do it and it's working well for them. So I need to get on it. But just because you were talking about money, really quick, I we just had a question about that because when we watched going back to the Love is, Love is Blind show and the I knew you were after the say altar, this <laughs> well, it's a big one because it was a huge shocker to us. Um, like, and maybe it's just for the show, but it really came across like Barnett and Amber financially are maybe not in the best place. And I don't obviously expect to know anything about their personal details, but we kind of assumed that Netflix pays and it would appear that it doesn't, at least for them. Can you give us like a quick... Maybe they're not manifesting <laughs> enough, Yeah, like but they need confused. to talk to you more. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, we were paid for doing the after Your time. Yeah, we were paid for our time. Um... I don't know if every, I don't know if we were all paid the same amount or, or what. Um, but I mean, it would, what I was offered, it helped me for, you know, a little bit, <laughs> but, um, but I don't know their financial situation. I'm, I'm not sure. I don't talk like, I think cause yeah. I think because I'm friends with Jessica, Amber, like Amber's <laughs> like not their personal mean details. towards me or hateful towards me or anything like that, but we don't talk. But, yeah. No, fair. It was just, it was something that we, Jess and I discussed after watching the show, being like, why are they broke? <laughs> a little surprised by that. Yeah. Like, why are you broke? You are all over the world at this point. And I mean, unless you've been living under a rock and you haven't watched Love is Blind on Netflix, like, hello, people. If that's the case, go watch it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was just shocking. So we were just really curious about that. And I appreciate you thanks for clearing up some strangers personal financial details for us (laughs) really appreciated i don't know like i know that they're obviously getting all these like press opportunities and things like that yeah i'm totally unaware if it like pays or if it's just for exposure you know so i guess that's kind of a misconception which is one of the things that we love to talk about on our show too is just like breaking those down is that if you see people on tv in like whatever capacity you just assume they're making like good money at least I think we did and and now you're rich because you were on Netflix and whatever but it's it's kind of nice to know that maybe that's not actually true and not that we wouldn't want that to be I wish you were like you know just they threw <laughs> money at you but um it's just it, it helps kind of like balance the reality of things that yeah, it's it just not always like that it. Yeah, you don't always just become this, like, huge celebrity. I mean, everybody from that show that you're, we're still aware of seems to be living life very differently. Um, like, Lauren, uh, they seem to be doing – Lauren and Cameron seem to be doing amazing, which is so good, and they seem like a real genuine couple. But it was just – yeah, like I said, it was a surprise to be like, you live in a – you're renting with a roommate in an apartment. A little surprised by that. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, – I don't know, like, I mean – my personal story, um, 
I mean, granted, yes, I've been doing a lot of like money manifestation and stuff. And no, I'm not a millionaire by any means um, or never hit six figures either. That is on, I'm on my way. I'm hoping in this year I'm making that, but you will. Yeah, you will. I was so like that financial conversation that Amber and Matt had, you know, on the first like airing of the show, we all had that. We, we weren't scripted, but like they prompted us, Hey, yeah. we about this topic. Yeah. So like Kenny and oh, I, it's a big one. Yeah. Like Kenny and I had that same conversation and I was also like, I mean, I was, I worked for myself back then too. And I didn't have any clients coming in at the time. Like I was making bare minimal. I also was like 20, $25,000 in debt because I had invested in a lot of like, whether it was health or like, co- like coaching mentorship back then, it was all good debt, you know, but still I had it. And so when the show aired, um, you know, yes, I got some like paid partnerships with brands and that kind of thing. That money went to my debt so I was able to pay off my debt I mean granted I was like growing my business too and stuff but it's like I wasn't I wasn't like making to save it was going snowballing to pay off my debt and everything so like at the end of last year I was like okay or not even the end but like June July of last year I was like debt free and then I was like just Good for you. I was working a nine to five because I went back into that life because I had yeah pay my bills and pay off my debt so <laughs> yeah it was just like a lot I mean that was like another thing was like I was um I was like really burnt out um because after the show the energies from the show working nine to five I never took like a week off I just like kept going and going and going um and then doing my business trying to get my coaching stuff like all out there trying to answer DMs, like it was a lot. And then I started my own podcast in um, in January, but we started in like November, like interviewing people. So I was like, oh, that on top of it, when am I even gonna like, when am I even gonna have time for dating or social life or anything? Like I was like so burnt out on the weekends. Um, come February, I had two, like this past February, I had two anxiety attacks Valentine's weekend and I had never had anxiety And I was like, wow. do this. So I took a whole week off of work and three weeks later I because it just it like once I got back to work I was like all this like anxiety just like popped back up so yeah three weeks later I like threw in the towel and quit my nine to five and I was like you know what I don't like I'm not making the money that I wanted to be making just yet in my business but I was like I don't care my sanity is more important so and and that's like another thing of like what I teach is like surrender so it's like surrender the universe has your back like and it has like proved I mean, I've been, like I said, it's back in March. It's, yeah, the last five months, like there have been times where my business isn't where I want it to be each month. And I'm like, okay, you know what though? It's okay. Bro, yeah. okay, kind of thing. But- well, I, I mean, that's so amazing that you're sharing this so candidly because yeah. again, I think there is a misconception. Someone's been on TV, the, you know, they have a huge social platform now that you're just great. Life is perfect now. You're quasi-celebrity and- I think it's super, super important for any of our listeners listening, whether they're trying to start a business or they're not sure about their job or their relationships, all these things. Like you're just being so real and authentic, which is why we were also like Jess and I both were drawn to you on the show anyway, um, because you just you did come across that way naturally. Um, so I, I think it's just everything you're saying is really beneficial to our listeners and ourselves because you're and just, to women, you're yeah, to women, you're just proving that 
you know, life isn't always what it may appear to be. And certainly if there's any kind of like TV element, it's not necessarily really what you're like, you know, we're all viewing this from a very limited position. So I just really appreciate that you're so open and being genuine and and positive about it though like maybe I'm not where I want to be at right now but I will be and that's just such a great message it's super relatable it's super attainable for other people who may be in a similar situation and you you know kind of putting yourself out there I think makes it so much easier for people that maybe aren't able to do so um to to still have something to you know grasp onto as well and to have that you know strength and that hope to to better themselves too so i also appreciate you being so <laughs> candid and open <laughs> i appreciate it <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this has been amazing. (laughs) This has been such a cool, awesome conversation. And we've had so much fun. And I would love for you to tell our listeners, like, where they can find you. I'm sure most people know, but, um, (laughs) you know, your business, everything. Let our our listeners know. Yeah, yeah. So you can follow me on Instagram. Uh, My handle is at Chase Life with Kelly. Um, I have a website, chaselifetogether.com. And then I have a Facebook group also, private Facebook groups for females, um, women, uh, it's Chase Life with Kelly is the group name as well on Facebook. So just, wow. you know, gaining, all about gaining confidence. And like I said, just reprogramming your subconscious mind, helping you to the strategy part of business too, uh, diving into that. Um, and I do have a, a program called Goddess Magic. Um, and that is my whole like foundational mindset program that um, we, you know, so I dive into reprogramming help to help you reprogram your subconscious mind to help you think and act like the person you're desiring to be and living that life and in, you know, throughout, like in your wholeness um, and stepping into your greatness there. We dive a lot into like relationship and boundaries and that kind of thing too. Cause it's, it's literally all connected, you know, like how we show up in one area of our life is how we're showing up in other areas of our life. So So true. Improving like kind of like a 360 degrees of wellness in a sense but um yeah and then i offer like business strategy techniques and tools as well within that program too so if you are looking to find your purpose looking to launch a business in the online space um yeah goddess magic is is for you and um i'm for you (laughs) (laughs) absolutely people reach out to kelly because she is going to be an amazing resource i could tell him you know, thinking about ways in my own brain now. So again, thank you so much. As always, our listeners can follow us at Herspective underscore podcast on Instagram. And please remember to rate, review, and subscribe if you haven't already. And um, I, we hope that you enjoyed our conversation with Kelly because we know we certainly did. And um, wish you nothing but the best. Thank you. Like, thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.